This is the Huddle Up Podcast with J.P. Shadrick, Bucky Brooks, and John Osher. Welcome to the new era. The Huddle Up Podcast starts right now. Welcome into a special edition of the Huddle Up Podcast on a Friday afternoon, February 4th. J.P. Shadrick, Jaguars.com senior writer John Osher, and NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks. We react to the hiring of Doug Peterson as the Jaguars head coach. The announcement expected officially, the presentation at least, on Saturday. First off, it's good to have the band back together after about a month or so away, John. What's well, up? It, it, it's a, quite a band, and uh, today we'll be, again, deferring to our lead singer, Bucky Brooks. Yeah, Bucky, uh, you've, you've been all over the television <laughs> lately, <laughs> but welcome back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. it's fun to get back. It's fun to have everything... Uh, I guess kind of tidied up. Coaching search wrapped up so we can talk about the Jaguars and where they're going and can kind of put the piece of the puzzle together. Well, the uh, one of the big pieces of the puzzle is now a mystery no more. Doug Peterson, now the seventh full-time head coach in Jaguars history. We know his run in Philadelphia as the head coach there. After the 2017 season, the Eagles won Super Bowl 52. Peterson was out of football last year. He's back in now, Bucky, and he brings a track record of success in his numerous stops around the league. Yeah, he brings instant credibility to the job. Um, and I think it's really important that um, when, you, when you're thinking about the job and finding the right candidate to fill the job, that this was not necessarily um, on-the-job training, that it wasn't someone's first time, first rodeo. Uh, the job is a big job, and you needed someone who's kind of done it before. Uh, it helps that – Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl, so we know that he has a plan that has been successful at the highest level. And I think he's the right guy because I think from a personality standpoint, he's a connector. He's a great communicator. Uh, he does a great, a great job of really connecting not only like from coach to player, but coach to coach and coach with others in the building. I think given what we experienced last year, you needed someone who could repair all of the broken trust while also having a plan to get the football players to play at a high level on the field. Yeah, it, it's always dangerous in this situation, JP, to say this is the guy you wanted all along because everybody's going to say, oh, of course it was. And you know, I loved the idea of Jim Caldwell because I knew him. But the two guys that I talked about when this whole thing started was Caldwell and Peterson because I thought they had a lot of the traits and very similar if you will. I mean, maybe the big difference was age. You know, uh, Jim Caldwell, uh, 68, and Doug Peterson, I think 52, 54 in, in that range. Beyond that, head coach, calming influence, uh, a knowledge of how this league works, a, a grown-up in the room, if you will, all those things that made so much sense, the head coach experience. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson, I think, if the Jaguars had hired him immediately out of the gate, everybody would have been like, hey, fantastic. This is exactly what we were thinking about. It went on so long that there was so much chatter about everything, about everything. But you know, I don't see any box this guy doesn't check. And there's really nothing about the hire that jumps out at you not to like to me. So um, I'm curious, JP, and I know we'll get into this. Yeah. I know Bucky played with Doug. I believe, and uh, knows him from Green yeah. Bay, and also Bucky, I'm sure, knows him, analyzing him as a as a coach over the years. Uh, I'm step on your toes, JP, but no. I'll, I'll ask Bucky. Gut instinct, what kind of guy is this, Bucky? You knew him well. 
A great guy. Just a great guy. I know him really well. Um, I would venture to say that we're not only former teammates, I would say that we're friends. I can't say we're the closest of friends, but we're pretty close um, in terms of having conversations and interactions and those things. And I will say that what Doug brings is when you've been a part of two Super Bowl champions, you know what it looks like. And the first part of being a head coach is you have to be a visionary. You have to be able to convey the vision for how you want the team to play to the players so they can understand it. But more importantly, they can feel it. And so when you've done it as a player and then you're going back and all the players have seen him do it as a coach, he brings instant credibility when he stands in front of the room the very first time. And because he's been able to do it and he's had some hard times that he's had to overcome when it comes to kind of building it and then falling apart and kind of bringing it back, um, those things are serving well as a, as a player. And because he's been a player, I think his relatability with players will certainly um, be there. Uh, he's been able to stand in front of the room and he'll say, look, I've walked in those shoes. I understand what it is. Yes, we're in the middle of the grind, but here's how I'm going to take care of you. And with players, particularly pro players, that means a lot. And so because he's able to check off a few different boxes in terms of being successful as a player and as a coach, having been a successful player, all those other things, I think when he walks in, he commands a level of respect that will give him a chance to kind of put the plan in place right away. This is not the day to slam on what went before, JP, but overall, I don't think you're going to hear very often about having to learn from an experience, which we heard a lot last year, having to, oh, I now see what this is about. Right, yes. Doug Peterson knows what it's about. He's been at it since 1991. Yeah, and I think that is a huge thing that, again, based on what Bucky said, the franchise went through last year. It's what they need. It's what he is. Let's come back in just a moment and get into his history working with certain quarterbacks. This is the Huddle Up Podcast. Welcome back to the Huddle Up Podcast. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, and Bucky Brooks. Doug Peterson announced as the Jaguars head coach. The introduction scheduled to come up on Saturday, midday or so. We'll have it on jaguars.com. Well, we discussed Bucky, obviously his history as a player. He was a backup to Dan Marino and two different stints as a backup to Brett Favre as a player in Green Bay. And then, of course, working with the quarterbacks in Philadelphia, Donovan McNabb in his early days in Philly under Andy Reid. Then on to Kansas City, Alex Smith was there. We know the recent history with Philadelphia, the, the quarterback run in 2017. Carson Wentz gets hurt. Here comes Nick Foles. Jalen Hurts is in the mix in his final year. Uh, he's had some success with the quarterbacks and putting together offenses, of course, and that's almost priority number one has to be for this Jaguars team with Trevor Lawrence and this Jags offense. Yes, yeah, a top priority, but let's go beyond that. Uh, I think when you dig deeper in his coaching background, you'll see that he was a very successful high school coach. And in talking to Doug, we've talked about how the experience from high school has served him well as an NFL coach. He talked about when he was a high, high school coach, I think down in Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, man, you have to take what shows up. You got to coach it up. You got to figure out a way to make it work. So there's a level of adaptability and versatility in his coaching style and his schematics. And when we think about the success that he's had with so many different quarterbacks, he is being able to tailor his offense to allow those quarterbacks to flourish. And so the, the story about Nick Foles at the end of 2017, when he takes over for Carson Wentz, the first couple of games that we see Nick Foles, they look terrible. Offense was out of whack. Doug Peterson talked about going into the film room and looking at all the stuff that Nick Foles did under Chip Kelly. 
And basically, they just installed the Chip Kelly offense as they made their run through the playoffs. So when you think about that kind of creativity, um, that kind of humility to be able to step back and say, hey, my system doesn't necessarily work for this guy, but let me give him something that works for him. Man, I think that's very encouraging, not only for the entire team, but when you talk about the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, being able to take some of the things that we've talked about, some of the things he did really well at Clemson, and put him into play at the National Football League level. Well, two things, JP. It sounds like a certain high school coach in California might be bucking for an NFL job right now. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. <laughs> I, I think that's where I sensed that lead-in was going. And I, Funny but, how that works. <laughs> but absolutely, the adaptability so often, and I'll let Bucky speak to this as well, when you're looking for – when you're studying a head coaching search, when I say studying, I mean when you're listening to what people say about it, people try to analyze it, you always hear, well, this guy had this offense when he was in a certain spot. And I've always thought, you know, that's all great, but that tells me what he did with that personnel. And it's not to say that that person can't go succeed in another, in another situation, but it doesn't guarantee anything. Um, again, what I like about Doug Peterson beyond the schemes I love what Bucky's talking about with being a program builder if you will a guy who can make uh, the relationships within the building work because again I said it a million times during this search to me that's everything in a head coach but the fact that he was able to oversee a quick transition in Philadelphia working with different schemes uh, going from Wentz to Foles, uh, you've got to be able to adapt to your personnel in this league because really most offenses in this league have elements of everything. It's just a matter of can you take the elements in that offense and fit them to what your people do well. Uh, history tells us that Peterson is able to do that. The other thing that's fascinating to me about Doug Peterson, if you really watch their those Philadelphia Eagles teams, um, there was one year where they had it going on. You know, they were 13-3, and three, went to the Super Bowl, uh, and they had adversity at the quarterback, but they were pretty much the, uh, the NFC favorites or the NFC's favorites all that year. Two other times they make the playoffs by absolutely overcoming everything, coming back when they were written off in two other years. Shows me that within the, within the course of a season, uh, players believe in him even when maybe the outsiders say they shouldn't. Uh, that, as much as any coach in the NFL, I think he's got that reputation right now. That's key to me, Bucky. No, it is key. And, you know, like sometimes, man, you like to see your coaches come in with some scuffs on them, meaning that they've gone <laughs> through some hard things that it hasn't always been easy for them. This situation is difficult. There's been a lot of losing that's taken place in Jacksonville over the last decade plus. And so you have to kind of eradicate all of that stuff, you know, all of the woe is me, here we go again, all of those things that tend to happen when things go bad, you have to be able to work through that. And because Doug has gone through some tough stuff and has come through on the other side, that will help him have a plan. Now, it still means it's going to be very, very difficult and challenging for him to turn it around, given the way that last year kind of fell apart. But I'm certainly optimistic that he is the right guy to get it done. I think the most important hire outside of like a who eventually is like the quarterback coach or the OC, the defensive coordinator, because the way Doug operates is typically two co head coaches on the team. It is Doug Peterson 
who is the head coach of the offense. He oversees all that. And he gives a lot of leeway and autonomy to his defensive coordinator. Watching that hire is the big hire because can he bring in someone who can really get this defense going and not where they're surviving, but man, where they're thriving and flourishing with a bunch of young players still learning how to play in the National Football League. When we come back, we'll get names out of Bucky for some of those jobs, and we'll talk (laughs) through the process of what has just happened over the last month or so. This is the Huddle Up Podcast. Welcome back to the Huddle Up Podcast. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, and Bucky Brooks reacting to the hiring of Doug Peterson as the Jaguars head coach. He'll be introduced Saturday at TIAA Bank Field, John. And I want to ask the uh, scout something because, I, you know, time is valuable with Bucky. I don't know when I'll get a chance to talk to him again. Good point. Um, but, Bucky, you know, <laughs> this may be a touch-off topic, but I think fans are interested in it. It's a little granular, but uh, the defense played a 3-4 last year. Do they have to hire a coordinator who's a 3-4 guy? Uh, can this can this personnel go back to a 4-3? Talk me through that, if you will, how big of a concern that is. Uh, it's not a major concern. It's not a major concern because really, um, John, what you're talking about is whether you're in a 3-4 or 4-3, you're only talking about early downs. You spend 70% of the game in some kind of sub package, meaning uh, you nickel personnel with five DBs or you down personnel with six DBs on the field. You pretty much play that 70% of the time because offenses are in 11 personnel, uh, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers, the overwhelming majority of the game. And so it's a matchup deal. What you would like to have is a defensive coordinator who's able to look at the defense and the pieces that he has now and fit those pieces into whatever scheme or build the scheme around the talents that they have. And, you know, you have to also have a bit of a, an imagination. Okay, what can we get in the draft? Where do we need to get it in the draft if we want to ideally get to being able to play this style of defense? Yeah, so I don't think it necessarily matters because in Philly, um, he was always more of the fourth three um proponent jim swartz was a big part of it um we'll see how he elects to kind of operate this time with the personnel that we currently have in place names bucky we want names who's he going after well i mean well the name that i've seen already kind of floated out there has been mike caldwell who's a linebacker's coach for the um tampa bay buccaneers uh he played under doug in philly uh he worked under doug in philly and so because of that like there's a natural trust I think when you're Doug Peterson and maybe you feel like you've been burned um, your first go around, I think you see a lot of names that have some kind of connection to him because loyalty is going to be very important. And Mike Caldwell, you might have an opportunity to play um, some of the defense that they played in Philadelphia with the wide nine techniques where they really had the ends kind of spread out, gave them really a launching pad and a runway to go attack the quarterback. But if Caldwell has also come from Tampa, you can see some of that aggressive uh, stuff that you see from the Tempe Buccaneers with a lot of zone pressures, uh, a lot of um, aggressive blitzes to try and force turnovers and disruption. And uh, Bucky, this is me, uh, you know, way out of my depth because I don't know Tampa's defense intimately, but I've I read a little bit about it today in a, in a, trying to learn a little bit about what Caldwell might bring. Uh, Todd Bowles, obviously one of the best coordinators in the league and seems to have that ability to make a 3-4 a little bit of a hybrid at times. I guess all coordinators are doing that these days. You have to, especially in nickel. But uh, Tampa's ability to do that, uh, I guess Caldwell could bring that if he's the guy. Yeah, he certainly can bring that. And I think a lot of 
a lot of coaches have that ability to look at personnel and say, hey, I know we're traditionally a four-man front, but if we have three, four personnel, we can use this end as a Leo or an elephant, kind of a hybrid defensive end, linebacker, and kind of still do some of those same things. And so we have to think about all the pieces that are available. Uh, you think have to think about Josh Allen. Uh, you have to think about what what is the, the future with Caleb on Chason. Is there a role for him on the edges? The guys that you have on the inside, Miles Jack, where does he fit? Ideally, is he Mike? Is he Will? Those things. I think whoever comes in has to assess that and then assess what's the best way to play with the guys in the back end. Because we can sit here and say, hey, man, it'd be great for them to play zone. But some corners aren't built to play zone because they don't necessarily have the technique and the refinement to be able to play in space and track the ball and those things. And so it'd be a work in progress. But I will say this, and I'll kind of base it off the teams that we see in the Super Bowl. The one thing that you have to do is you have to commit to get one side of the ball right in year one. So whether that's building up the offense so the offense can hum with Trevor Lawrence or instead the defense holding the score down until the offense can figure it out, you have to commit that one side needs to be playing really well this year so you can kind of put it all together in year two. All right, guys, let's put a bow on this Huddle Up podcast today and circle back I do around. I want to ask, Bucky, one more thing. Uh, okay. Offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. The name you hear is Press Taylor uh, because of the obvious connection he's been with Doug. It, is he the overall obvious choice, Buck, or who else would you like to see? Well, no, Press Taylor's been with him for a long time. Like Even when Frank Wright was there, you had all those guys in the room. I think the reason why Doug would be comfortable with Press Taylor being the offensive coordinator is I would anticipate Doug calling his own plays. I know he really likes that. And even though Frank Reich was in Philadelphia with him and is very well respected now as a play caller, Doug Peterson called the plays. And so when Frank Reich got a lot of the credit for Carson Wentz, that's people on the outside saying, oh, man, Frank Frank B got him right now. Doug Peterson called the plays. So I would expect him to call the plays. Press Taylor will probably handle the, the management of the day-to-day stuff, organizing, installing, uh, making sure he gets the scripts and all that to all the players and the coaches. But at the end of the day, when it comes game day, I would expect to see Doug Peterson with the play card uh, making the plays. Now let's put a bow on it. The Jaguars had a lengthy process, some would say. There are still a few teams out there that have not hired a head coach yet, but there has been a little criticism on social media, I'd say, of the length of process here. About 50 days since the Jaguars fired Urban Meyer to when they have hired Doug Peterson, but Bucky, at the end of the day, long, short process, whatever the process, Doug Peterson is now the head coach, and that's not a bad thing at all. No, it's not a bad thing. At the end of the day, man, it's about getting the right guy. And I think you have to get the right guy for that situation. When we started on this journey, we talked about two guys that seemingly fit. One was Jim Caldwell, the other was Doug Peterson, uh, for similar reasons. We wanted someone uh, who was a professional who could command the room, someone who had done it before and done it successfully, someone who could probably bridge the gap in the building uh, from all the staffs, like the football development staff and all the business people and all that other stuff, the right personality and temperament, someone who could build up the team and get them right. And then someone who had the tactical acumen to be able to put together a product that really allowed the players to play at their best. Doug Peterson is the guy. And so now that he's in the fold, um, I think it's great. There's still some other things to kind of figure out what is going to happen when you hear the rumor mill and those things. But I think you got the right head coach. Now I'm curious to see what the infrastructure looks like going forward. Yeah. I'm not going to dwell on the whole uh, criticism of the coaching search and optics and all that. Look, 
it was it was a long process. But I think JP, these processes feel longer than they used to because there's so much reaction on Twitter every day. We're in a 24/7 mm-hmm. world. Every single report is nitpicked to death. Well, and and so for fans out there, I'm speaking to the fans now because I interact with, with a lot of them every day in the ozone. I know a lot of them who are saying, well, of course you're going to say it's a good hire. I don't know if Doug Peterson will work out. Nobody does. Uh, But he feels right on a lot of levels. And in terms of the optics and the search and criticizing it, if, if he works, if he's the right guy, those optics and all that stuff will fade very, very quickly. And I always go back to the Frank Reich situation in Indianapolis. If people have read The Ozone, they're tired of reading about it by now. Frank Reich was not the first choice. He no. he was probably as well publicized, not a first choice, as maybe there's ever been. Uh, they had to circle back. Um, you, you know, there was egg on their face for a little while, or mm-hmm. or whatever all that is. Do you remember it that way now, JP? No, no they've had success, R- right? Yes. So he was the right guy at the right moment. It sometimes takes a while to get to that, longer than fans in the twenty four seven era might like. If it's the right choice, it's the right choice. And it'll be proven out going forward whether it is. It is a new era of Jaguars football. Bucky, thanks for hopping on with us. Always good to talk to you. And we'll uh, do it again very soon uh, on a weekly basis moving ahead. Hey, man, let's do it. Thanks, Buck. Bucky Brooks, out of here, NFL Network analyst. John Osier, Jaguars.com senior writer. And I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thanks for listening. This is the Huddle Up Podcast.